Hello everyone and welcome to Are You Freaking Serious? Well, over the last several weeks, we have been focusing on inflation, how it's created, the impact, and all of the little nuts and bolts and the little innuendos and the pieces and how it happens. And the reason we've been doing that is because I continue to listen to politicians. I continue to listen to pundits on everything from CNBC and MSNBC and Fox and all the channels out there. I read different uh, columnists. I listen to podcasters. And it's like they all seem to be absent when the class on the economics class on inflation was held. I don't get it. I don't understand why they can't grasp. Well, you know, well, boy, if we could get a change of administration, we could get inflation under control. And, and you know, there seems to be a, 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 a reason. And, oh, by 2022, well, we're going to get it under control. And yet we'll keep spending and printing and all these different things. And it's really very, very simple. You know, I've been teaching economics for a long, long time, and I really say it's not rocket science, folks. It's really very simple. We've taken a look at it, and we know that there's two aspects. We know that there's the creation of money. That's the printing of money. And when you overwhelm the system with so much money that there's more money than there is product, manufactured product, um, uh, grown product, uh, service, whatever. When you don't have these things and you've got all this money chasing these few goods. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't I hear that when I was a freshman in high school? Too much money chasing too few goods. That's correct. That's what creates the rising prices. The rising prices are an outcome of inflation. People say, well, inflation is rising prices. No, rising prices are the outcome of inflation. And so I want to add something else today because we've looked at the idea of printing money. We've looked at the idea of what's going on at the ports where we can't get the product in. And that is in the other aspect of inflation, which is supply and demand, where we don't have the supplies. They're sitting out in, on ships out in the ocean waiting to come into ports, or they're not. They haven't been manufactured yet. You know, we've now outsourced everything from this country over to places like China and Vietnam and South Korea and Japan, all sorts of different places over there. And, you know, to get them from over there to over here, that's, well, that's a supply chain. And if all of a sudden it gets interrupted a little bit or there's a COVID happening in China where they close a plant, which is an item that's needed in the construction of, oh, let's say automobiles. Let's talk about Taiwan and the lack of chips, the lack of computer chips that we're getting over here and therefore we can't complete and there's no cars, there's no rental cars. But I want to add something else to the mix today. And I want to add the idea of skilled labor. Now this is something that's not really talked about because it shows you, you see, if you talk to a parent or a grandparent, they're going to say, you know, I want my kid to go to college. I went to college or I didn't go to college and I want my kid to go to college. You know, spending $100,000 to get a philosophy degree. Are you freaking serious? Yes. Spending $100,000 to get a philosophy degree and that then being able to do anything with it. Well, that's just the way we think today. And it is foolish, but it is what it's all about. You have individuals, parents, grandparents, 
encouraging their kids, go to college, go to college, when they really should be encouraging their kids to look at valuable skills. That's correct. Valuable skills. I'm talking about skilled labor. I'm talking about the idea of people who can bring you affordable energy or who bring you plentiful food or make the roads smooth or take care of your heating, your air conditioning or produce steel or even indoor plumbing. These are all skilled labor. Now, 10 years ago, we had a shortage of skilled labor. It amounted to about 2.3 million jobs that were open across the country. Today, as I'm speaking to you, that number has exploded. We're looking at approximately 11 million jobs that are out there in skilled labor that are begging for people to take them. You hear most recently of the number of airplane flights that have been canceled. Oh, weather, weather, really, really? I'm telling you right now that there is a shortage of not only pilots, but also of the trained and skilled airport workers. And when you take a number that are not in there, and you have an untold number of refusing to take the vaccine, accept the vaccine mandate, well, then all of a sudden you're going to have shortages. And the shortages are escalating dramatically. We talked the other day about the escalation in shortage of truck drivers. We have 80,000 truck drivers short. And you know the sad thing is, you can't get that license until you're 21. Hopefully they'll change that. Knock it down to 18. Hey, if somebody can go in the military at 18 and die for their country, why can't they drive a 16-wheeler? You have people who are working in hospitals, nurses, and techs, who now all of a sudden are finding themselves on the short list because they won't take the vaccine. They will not take the mandate. But irrespective, we've been finding ourselves short of those people even going in. And pre-COVID, we're accelerating 11 million, 11 million skilled labor shortage. And so when that hits, you have to say, and I will say it for you, are you freaking serious? But you know, it's not surprising because, and I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised at all, because when you take a look at two particular aspects, you look at parents and grandparents, they would be willing to go into worthless student debt, and that is worthless student debt, before they would send their kid out to do a hard day's work. Well, maybe we should change our thinking, and maybe we should take a look at how we should encourage our students, our children, going into the future and taking a look at what should be valued. You see, most Americans don't value skilled labor. Oh, you'll be grateful for all those things I talked about, you know, when your air conditioning needs to be fixed or you need to have a smooth road that needs to be to, to be taken care of or, you know, affordable energy. Yeah, when you go to the pump and you're looking for people who work in those energy fields that work to bring the oil out and then get it converted into gasoline. Yeah, these are all skilled jobs. And when people have a choice going out and working like that or sitting home and getting a check from the government, well, you know the decision they're going to make. And that, unfortunately, is, in my opinion, very, very foolish.
what do we value today? And what we need to value is some good old-fashioned hard work and encourage our people to get into those, well, those jobs where you roll up your sleeves and go and work and make that good wage. 11 million open jobs and a labor shortage. Well, there is an incredible massive gap. And it's not been just like since COVID. This has been going on for a long time. We need to close that gap because if we don't, then all of a sudden you're going to see that skilled labor shortage, which is getting worse before it's getting better. You're going to start seeing things accelerate. I know we're all hoping that things get better, that we don't start canceling flights, that we don't have to wait for our Christmas presents, that we don't have to be concerned about the empty shelves in the, in the grocery store. But if we don't start filling those skilled labor positions, and I'm not talking with, about, uh, with or about the illegal aliens coming across the border. No, I'm talking about good old red-blooded Americans filling that skilled labor shortage. We need to start changing the way we educate. We need to start encouraging people to get into that blue-collar job. That's correct. And that was what the direction we should be going in in the future. Because if we don't, if we don't change our direction and we don't eliminate or dramatically reduce that labor shortage, then we're all going to be saying, are you freaking serious? Until next time, I'm Bill Tatro.